Thanks for listening to another life-transforming message from the team here at C3 Southwest Washington. To find out more about our church, visit c3swwa.com. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. All right. (laughs) Overcoming last. There we go. (laughs) What a great topic. It's a tough one, uh, especially today. And uh, so stick with us. We hope we bring you a message of hope. All right. We're ready for our uh, scripture here. Um, So just to kind of start off, uh, we want to share this uh, scripture. And it's kind of important. It's kind of context for life, you know, everything we've been talking about today and what we're experiencing. So this is Jesus speaking. Um, I've told you these things so that you may be, or so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Mm-hmm. We could right. maybe just stop there. And <laughs> yeah. uh, let me just pray for us as we get started here. Uh, uh, Father God, just, uh, we just thank you, um, just for your your promises and your love, God. Just uh, just give us the words this morning to um, just to show uh, your love and your character and how that plays out uh, uh, in this world and the next. God, we just ask all these in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. So um, when Steve approached us about speaking on this topic, on the two steps back, and uh, and sharing our story of what we've experienced. I was thinking, all right, so two steps back and what? Like, two steps back and stay down. Two steps back and ha-ha, that's where you have to live. Or two steps back and that'll propel you forward, right? And I was immediately thinking, yeah, we've experienced some pushback. We've experienced two steps back. In fact, I'd say we've experienced about six steps back. and, but I don't feel stuck there. I don't feel like I'm still stuck six steps back or even one step back because God has made me stronger through those trials. Um, so our six steps back started back in 2015. Uh, I had a miscarriage. Um, and then two months later, my neck went out because I was dealing with the stress of that. Uh, and so this is kind of a, like the bummer list, right? So we're kind of just <laughs> running through, just sharing some things. They're, not, they're definitely not highlights, but like, like Jenny said, they're, they're things that we've experienced that have impacted us. So um, shortly after, uh, we had a dog that was diagnosed with cancer, and uh, we had to put her down like two months later. And then in 2016, my grandma died. Uh, that same year, my dad was diagnosed with stage four cancer and just given months to live. Then 2017, we had another dog. Um, we'd had her for 15 years, and she got sick, and we had to put her down as well. Uh, that same year, uh, my dad um, had an emergency heart surgery that, um, you know, was kind of just a further complication of health things that uh, that we had no idea about. And in 2018, my niece Bella coded and was put on life support. She'd had a stroke and had brain surgery and was in a coma. 
uh, you know, and life keeps plugging away. Um, you know, we had a, a dog that, uh, a puppy that uh, almost died again. and uh, Twice. Twice. Uh, and, you know, pets are, you know, they're pets, uh, but they do become, they become part of your family, right? You love them and you care for them. Uh, and then, um, so, in the same fall... Corey's mom um, was diagnosed with cancer, and 10 days later, she died. And then in 2019, felt like a pretty good year, but we actually um, did experience some family and some church changes and, and tension. Um, that was difficult in its own way. Um, and then, of course, like 2020 hit, and, um, you know, the all the pandemic and uh, everything in uh, this the complexity of that and how that just impacted everything right just kind of everything kind of screeched to a halt and kind of caused people to kind of question um, all kinds of things question each other question the church question God uh, just a really complex um, kind of tidal wave and then at the end of that year my dad um, died of COVID and uh, and just this year, uh, we found a lump in Corey's neck that uh, he just had surgically removed, um, and thank goodness it's benign, so there's a great praise. And then today, we found out a great friend um, also died of COVID, so loss is real, um, and it hurts, and um, in the pain of these last six years, there has been joy. There have been great things, too, um, and... To reiterate the verse, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. We know that there's trouble in this world. We aren't promised an easy life. We are promised that God will walk through it with us. Okay? So, and this is Jesus talking to his disciples, and he is letting them know that he has to leave in order for the Holy Spirit to come. And what a blessing that is for us. Because as our first point is that we need to draw close to God. And because his Holy Spirit is here, we have that opportunity to experience God even in these trials. Um, back in 2015, or 2014, actually in December, I found out that I was pregnant. And... Uh, we weren't planning on having more kids, but it was a lovely, scary surprise. <laughs> and instantly, we made plans and dreams and names and all the things. And then um, it wasn't very long. Mid-January, I started having some complications. Um, and so I went to the doctor, and I heard the baby's heartbeat. And uh, then they scheduled an ultrasound for me. And I got to see the baby's heartbeat fluttering very quickly. And Corey was there. And, um, but they said, we want to see you again in a week. We want to check you again, because my blood work wasn't looking promising. Um, at the same time, I had started going to the women's Bible study. And we happened to be studying the book of James. And uh, God's timing is beautiful. Um, right through that sadness, as uh, that week after the first ultrasound, we went back, um, and there was no more baby at all. It had completely gone. 
Um, and we were in disbelief, and um, we were sad, and um, and it just didn't make sense. And then in this Bible study, we're reading in James, and in James, verse one, or chapter one, verse two and four, it says, "Consider it pure joy that you." or sorry, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and let perseverance finish its work so that you may be, be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And as I drew closer to God, as I pressed in and prayed for this baby for this time of uncertainty and before, um, I felt closer to God. I felt God drawing closer to me. I mean, he's always there. It's just... Sometimes we block that. Um, and consider it pure joy that you will experience many trials or trials of many kinds. And Corey said to me, I don't understand how there can be joy in this. And, and I didn't understand it either, except that I found joy in my drawing closer to God. That he was there. It's like the song, you know, come Holy Spirit. And man, when you draw close to God, the Holy Spirit wraps his arms around you. That gives you hope. That gives you that, that comfort that is, we can't explain it. That is God. That is, wow, that's, that's the result of drawing close to God. Um, so in this time, I was able to mourn the loss of having a baby. Um, but I felt God say, I have more children for you. And I was like, okay, God, it doesn't have to be of my body because Corey didn't want to have more kids after we lost this one. Um, but he, I felt him saying, I have more children for you. Trust me. I was like, okay, well, that must mean adoption or that must mean, you know, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll track down this foster care stuff and we'll figure that out or, or we'll adopt from overseas or, and, and we weren't on the same page with that either. And man, that was a struggle. And I held that stress so tight, which is eventually what pulled my neck out of place. And I dealt for two years, more than two years, of um, building my neck muscles back up so that it would stop going out. And I physically was impacted by this, like doing this forward back motion of rocking. And uh, and it just, it debilitated me, and I felt so weak. And there were moments where I was like, I, I can't even function. I can't stand. How could I go to church? And I was like, nope, this is where I need to be. I need to have people pray for me. I need to be in the house of the Lord. I need to give this to him. And I had to give it to him every single day for a long time because I didn't understand how he promised this, but it wasn't happening but God, again, is beautiful in how he answers our prayers. And he provided in ways that I never even imagined. Um, there is a lot more to this story, but I can tell you that the children he had for us, that he very clearly whispered in my ear, were two little girls down in Oaxaca, Mexico, that we just care for. We love them, we write them letters, and we get to care for them. And that door was opened through a variety of opportunities. Um, but God just orchestrated it in the most beautiful way. So trust in him, trust in his promises. Um, 
our prayers aren't always answered the way we expect, but give your pain to God. He knows your, your pain. He knows that loss is real. He himself lost his own son, right? Jesus died. He knows what that pain was, but that's not the end, right? Jesus is now back in heaven. All is restored, and it is good. So God knows what it means to lose, to experience loss. All right. So on to our point two. Um, so we have verse um, John 10, 10. <clears throat> so, um, and I think this next uh, kind of point kind of creates like the context um, to make sense out of this, right? Like, and I think, yeah, and we'll talk more about this, but it's, it's really an adjustment um, that really changes the trajectory of how you, how you deal with this or, or what it could look like. So John 10, 10, so the, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Uh, so, um, you know, I think, I mean, kind of dating, 2018 is kind of the touch point where we just kind of felt this kind of adjustment, um, uh, kind of maybe theologically at church or maybe a clarification that stood out to us, and that's probably because of the path that we were on, but the idea that, you know, God is not the author of evil, right? right? Like that's, you know, that... that such a little thing, but it's such a huge thing, yeah. right? And that's a different perspective. And I think, uh, and, you know, and sometimes, you know, the, you know, the God, not that God can't handle our anger and our, our blame, you know, clearly he can, right? We're emotional beings. And, uh, but um, you know, just to be grounded in the fact that, man, this, this does not come from him. Uh, and, right. Right. In, and in some cases, it comes from us. Right, like you know, we have a role to play in this uh, that is really easy to ignore. That we want to, we want to blame that on God. Um, so, it's a major, it's a minor but a major shift, right? right. And uh, and we were even talking. Uh, just Jenny's had opportunities to share with coworkers even that um, come with that perspective. Of like, why did God do this? You know, and being able to answer that. Uh, and correct that thinking or to, to right. be able to speak into that. It's just been really valuable. So. Yeah. There's another verse too. It's uh, Matthew 6, 9 through 10, and it says, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not as it is, you know, sometime eventually. But his will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And think about what God's will is in heaven. We, we know things are perfect. It's wonderful. God's best. We experience it in heaven. But he wants that here on earth too. He doesn't want us to have to wait till heaven. It says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We get that now, but we have to fight for it now because everything in this world is fighting against his best. And so we have to fight. Um, this is not passive. It doesn't say, you know, it'll be done 
Well, I, I guess I just covered that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but his plans are for us, yes. not against us. That is also biblical. Jeremiah 29, 11, He has plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future, not plans to hold you back and make you beg, not plans to keep you down, plans to give you hope and a future, right? The thief only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. We need to stop blaming God for the bad things in our lives and start realizing that we are at war against a real enemy. This is for real. And back in March of 2018, when we got the call about my niece, Bella, um, she was five at the time, and uh, she has mitochondrial disease, and so her body gets sick fast. She can't fight off things like you and I can. Um, she ended up with a blood infection, and quickly that turned to pneumonia, and then quickly she coded, and they had to put her on a life support um, called ECMO, where they pull all your blood out of your body, and they circulate it through a machine to filter it. Um, she wasn't breathing on her own. She was on a million machines. I've never seen anything like it. And we got that call, and it was a Sunday morning. And, uh, man, Sunday mornings. The enemy is fighting, you guys. we got to fight back this morning. Same thing. We got a message. And, and you could retreat. You could hide. But that doesn't do you any good for the fight. So you pull yourself together, and you get up, and you come. And you fight, and you pray, and you believe, and you cry together, and you struggle, but you fight. And so uh, I knew I had to go back, not to stare, not to mourn what hasn't happened yet, but to go back and fight and to pray and to share this new message that we'd been learning in church. There's this change, a subtle change in your thinking. And so... Abby and I were able to go. We jumped on a plane. We flew all night. We got there in the morning. My brother, my sister-in-law picked us up uh, from the airport. And the first thing they said was, well, if it's God's will, she'll live. And I said, no. He said, that's not God's will that a five-year-old was going to die. That is not the will of God. That is not who we serve. God's will is for us and not against us. Right? We are fighting a real enemy here, and this world has been tainted by sin that is in it. We experience sickness and death, and that is not God. That is the enemy. And so I spoke out against that right away. Like, thank you, Jesus, for the timing of these messages, for giving me strength. Man, God's timing, right? Ah, oh, she won the fight, by the way. It was a beautiful miracle, and there were ups and there were downs, and we were on our knees, and we were praying, and we were struggling, and then we could pray with belief, and I remember texting back and forth with Pastor Steve, like, what do we do? What if it doesn't work out? He's like, sometimes you don't win the fight, but sometimes you get stronger for the next one, but we won this fight. We won that fight, and it was like, Woo! Miracles to be shared throughout. How many people were impacted by the miracle of this little girl's full recovery and health? Amazing. And then, November 8th. So, November 8th, um, we got a call that my mom had gone to the hospital for some leg pain and turned it into a 
a diagnosis of cancer that actually had spread throughout her whole body and probably had been at work for years, um, you know, just undetected. And then 10 days later, she died. So, yeah. Pretty big blow. So, especially after the high of Bella, um, yeah, kind of felt like the bottom. So. Yeah. And I felt like I didn't do enough. You know, we came in, like, like the pre-video, you know, they're, they're working out and they're exercising, they're preparing for the battle, and then they win the big battle, and woo! And then they go sit on the couch and they eat their chips, and I'm like, I won, I don't have to do anything. And then the next battle comes, you're like, oh man, I'm not ready. That's how I felt, like, I didn't stay in shape for this battle. I wasn't, I wasn't prayerful enough. I must not have believed enough. I didn't, I didn't rush in there and lay hands on her. It was supposed to be a Lazarus moment, like, come on, wake up, be alive. And, uh, and it didn't happen that way, and I felt so guilty about it. Until my very wise husband <laughs> says. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I kind of mentioned this at the beginning, too. Like, some of these battles are much, they're much bigger than we know, right? Yeah, and... Um, and we play a role in that. Uh, I mean, my mom smoked for 50 years, right? Destroying her body for 50 years. So it's easy to blame, you know, God at that moment. Uh, but, man, we oftentimes have a role to play in our own destruction, right? Oh, and so it just it doesn't make it any easier. You know, it's still tragic and hard. But... Sometimes there's things in motion, too, that we're, we're kind of wheeling in on the tail end of things. And we, we do our best, and we try and love and care. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's bigger than we know, for mm -hmm. sure. So. Yeah. And the joy in this trial isn't from death. But the joy comes in uh, the two years previous when Corey's dad was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer and given very short amount of time to live and no hope. Um, he actually was flown out to Mayo Clinic by some dear friends of theirs who paid for his treatment and, uh, and for his flight and getting him scheduled and everything. And the doctor there said, you are the healthiest sick man I've ever seen. And we will definitely do surgery. And, uh, and they did. And he survived and he's still living today. And in that time, they were brought back to church. In the years that we've been together, I have never seen them go to church, except for when they come here and we bring them with us. Um, but I've never seen them attend a church. We'd never talked about God in serious conversation. We'd pray maybe like before meals, but that was it. Um, but in this trial, they... We're drawn back to God, back into the church. And for two years, they were growing and learning and praying, and we had amazing conversations, deep conversations about the love of God, about his plans and how they're for us and not against us. And I shared these things that I've just shared with you about our miscarriage and loss and how we battled through that and about Bella and how we fought through that and our change in, in thinking and knowing that God is for us, right? That was so 
powerful because had this tragedy of Corey's mom happened first, they wouldn't have been there, right? They wouldn't have been spending time in church like they were before. So you guys, God can use our suffering and our pain for his gain, but he is not causing your pain and suffering for his gain. He can use it and let him use it. Don't withdraw. Don't run away. Don't hide. Don't blame. Right? Run to him. Embrace him. And our third and final point, if you can stay with us. Sorry, it's so heavy. Is to find hope in God. All right. Take it away. So, we're running short on time, too. Do we need to consolidate? You got it. Go for it. Right here. Right. No. Right. Steve's goes, goes over. All we're right. going we're over. Steve plan. All right. Um, so, you know, stepping into the pandemic, um, it's, again, it's a complex thing, right? Because it's the experience is different for everybody. And, um you know, what that looks like. And, uh, you know, some people like Evan love being home. It's great. <laughs> you know, but I think the bigger, the bigger issues, especially in the church and, and what we're seeing in society is the division and the, the, I don't know if it's just lack of empathy or compassion or what it is. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's really interesting how to see this kind of unfold and what that, um, what that's done to people, what that's done to the church, what that's, you know, it's, it's a mess, right? And I think, you know, that's going to take, that's going to take a lot of time to, to sort that out. And people are, you know, kind of in the weeds and, you know, just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's complex. Um, but the, the one thing that, um, Jenny's point that she wrote out to you here is just, you know, we have choices in how we spend our time and where we spend our time. And, um, and just thinking back even to, you know, previous uh, communities that I've been a part of and that we've been a part of, that how you spend that time, um, how you're, you're kind of making a deposit. Uh, and thinking about the people that uh, came around my family, you know, that's, that was a deposit that was made because there was intentional time spent being in community uh, prior. And then now we have a pandemic and all of that's fractured or, you know, it's just, it's more complicated than, than it should be. Uh, um, yeah, so there's a really great verse, Psalms 18.2. It says, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. The Lord is my rock, right? That is where we put our feet. That is where we stand firm. And uh, we had a lovely time, uh, this women's online, I think it was the last May tea that we did online. And it was Emma Davies, and she was talking about all the, the challenges that they had gone through. And it was about your feet being firmly planted on solid ground. And I was like, yeah, we've weathered the storm. And... You know, you get pushed around, but my feet are solid. My feet aren't going anywhere because my foundation is firm. 
And that is having that focus on God. And even when, in November, we found out that 10 people in our family were positive with COVID and that Corey's dad was hospitalized with it, and then my parents went to the hospital and were sent home, and then my dad went back and he was admitted. And Corey's dad gets better and everyone else heals at home, and then my dad does the roller coaster at the ICU. Good day, bad day, good day, bad day. And then he lost that fight. And, uh, you know, I don't blame God that my dad died. I knew my dad lived for God. Like, he loved the Lord. And he, if he were here, he would, he'd do an altar call, <laughs> right? And uh, because without Jesus in your life, you're not living the fullest life you can live. And all of these losses and all of the struggle and all the trial that we go through, man, it has a whole different meaning. But if you are focused on God through it, you are living for an eternal purpose, right? There's mourning and there's sadness, but there's rejoicing when we know that the end goal is in heaven. The end goal isn't here. My dad lost his life, but he started the race, like he started with Jesus. I, I cannot be more confident in that at all. And today he gets to meet Deborah, right? I thought about that this morning. I was like, Deborah, my dad, they're gonna love each other. <laughs> and I'm sad to lose her and I'm sad to lose him and I'm sad to lose our other friends and family. But I rejoice in knowing that this isn't the end, okay? God is good. He is for us. And uh, maybe so, just jump to the... Well, so we're almost out of time. But um, so I think all of this, uh, you know, loss is hard. Uh, but I can't imagine doing it um, out of the context of the church, right? I mean, so to me, just the, the living in the correct context, like uh, we live in a time where everything can be taken out of context, right? But when we're living in the correct context, like the way we're designed, um, these things are possible, right? Like that's, that's, it doesn't make sense that loss equals gain, like in the world. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense. But in the context of the church and loving God, that does make sense, right? And when you try and navigate this without the correct context, um, it doesn't go well. So the, the thing that kept kind of recycling in my mind is just the, the story of the prodigal son, right? Like, so, you know, he left his context and just the image of him coming across that field and just being welcome back. Like, that's the context. That's what makes this make sense. So this doesn't make sense otherwise, right? And, you know, one of the points we had in here just talking about, like, working through this is that we, we kept showing up. We kept serving. We, you know, the, if you withdraw from your context and try and do it on your own, it, it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, we don't have, you know, magical answers or, you know, anything like that. But I do know that when you're functioning in the correct context, um, it makes the healing possible. Right? So. And can we just bring up the very last verse on there? It's First Peter. It says... 
And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Thank you, Jesus. That is right. Yes. All right, you guys. Thank you for sticking with us through that difficult message. All right. Can we pray for you? Okay. God, we know that you are not the author of evil. God, you are calling us to you, and you want us to experience your best, God. And we know that this world isn't as you want it to be, Lord Jesus, and we have to fight, God, but we know that you are redeeming. God, we know that you are loving. God, we pray for hurting hearts this morning. God, we pray for people who are suffering, who are withdrawing. God, we pray that they would pour out their love into you, God. Pour out their frustration, Lord Jesus. Let them just come to you wholeheartedly on their knees, God, and draw close to you. God, we know that in that space, you are Holy Spirit. You will wrap your arms around them. They will feel your comfort come over them, God. We know, Lord, that you are redeeming all of the loss that we have, God, and using it for your gain. Lord Jesus, let us just give it to you. Thank you, God. In your name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, leaders, and what we do at C3 Church, visit our website at c3swwa.com.